Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bums Breakdown. Today we're going to be doing a preview on the Sacramento Republic game. Coming up this weekend, to begin with though, we're going to go over our last game versus Phoenix. A, uh, a very nice 3-0 win. As always, joined by Dylan. Dylan, first and foremost, thoughts on the Phoenix game this past weekend? Well, uh, as you said, Max, it's always good to get a nice 3-0 win over a rival. I... Uh... Rivalry games tend to stress me out quite a bit, but I enjoyed this one. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think we all we spoke about for the game as well. It was a uh, it was a nervy one going into it. Phoenix were kind of a you, you never know what they're gonna how they're gonna play, what lineup they're gonna put out, and obviously they've had a massive turnover this year, so that kind of went into that as well. But to begin here, to begin with here, kind of your thoughts on the game as a whole, and uh, did you think we looked comfortable for most of the game? Uh, comfortable, I think might be a bit of a stretch, but, um, on first impression, I thought we looked a little better than we did against Detroit, but after watching the game back, I think we looked significantly better. Um, definitely still not there. Um, but I thought we were a little bit closer on some stuff. Um, and I loved, uh, pressing was a big theme for both teams and I thought we mostly did it really well. Um, so again, comfortable might be taking it a little bit far, but I definitely feel pretty good about the direction we're heading. Yeah, I thought we looked much better as, as a team. I know, obviously, you've kind of got the offensive issues. I wouldn't say issues as, as, as that far, but there is still at times where I think the offense isn't quite ticking as it kind of could be. And obviously, I know we'll get through, get into that uh, later on in the season as well. Going over the lineup to begin with, though, obviously, we had Simba drop out the team after his Man of the Match performance first week. Stoneman came into the team. Guido back into the lineup as well after suspension. And then we had Bodley start as well. What did you make of the new guys that came into the team for the Phoenix game? Um, well, I was surprised to see Bodily, first of all. Not in a bad way. I just didn't expect it. Um, but I thought he made a really good account of himself. Um, he got up and down the field, put in some good passes. And, um, I mean, you know, he had the engine there to score that final goal, which was great. It's good to see Stoneman back. Um, I think I've expressed before that I'm not totally sold on the idea of him in the middle of that back line, but um, I thought he looked decent, and upon further watch back, I actually feel better about it. So, um, yeah, we, uh, we'll, you know, we'll see how that looks without Kyle Adams, but we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, you know, a little harsh on Simba, um, but I thought Stoneman did well. It was good to see him come back in. Yeah, I know we spoke about beforehand on last week's episode too about probably seeing that Simba starts. I know obviously Kyle was back on, uh, or not back, but he's going on international duty this week, and so. No doubt Sim will be back in the lineup there. But again, like you said there, Bodley had a great game. I was very surprised to see him start. Uh, there's a few passes here and there that kind of went astray. And I know I think I listened to his post-match interview as well. And he kind of mentioned that. He's a bit annoyed with that to begin with. But again, great engine. Obviously got the goal come the end. Um, and then obviously Guido back into the team. And then Stoneman, I don't think... I mean, he probably got the speed a little bit. Um, but again, Guido too. I wasn't fully sold on Guido. And I don't think we saw the best version of him this past weekend but that's not to say he didn't have a bad game I think it's more to say that obviously Guido we know how good he can be so hopefully we'll see him kind of improve that season and no doubt we'll we'll see the best of Guido very soon as well and again kind of highlights our depth too that the likes of Bodley came in Martin didn't even, Elijah didn't come on the pitch at all from that game as well Collier off the bench had a great game too and we've still got plenty of other guys too that again maybe didn't play too many minutes but Again, when they came on, the the tempo, the kind of level of our play didn't drop at all. And I want to move on to, obviously, Sacramento coming out this weekend. We'll go off their previous year's results here. Last year, they lost in the Open Cup final 
uh, after beating numerous MLS teams along the way. They ended up finishing fourth in the Western Conference last year, and then they lost in the conference semifinals to Colorado. As far as our matchups with them go last season, we beat them 2-0 early on in the season at home, and then to, I think it must have been either our last or second to last game last season, we lost 4-0 to them. And uh, again, that game, I don't really want to go over it too much, but we were 2-0 down in four minutes uh, and then 3-0 down in 15. It wasn't a, a great game to watch, but going off of Sacramento last season, what did you make of their season last season? Um, and then how do you think they're going to fare this year? I thought Sacramento had a great year last year. Um, I know in the past, uh, deep Open Cup runs have historically kind of derailed lower league club league seasons um and i think that that did happen a, a little bit for sacramento but you know they finished the season strong um and i think they they really found kind of their identity last year and they've strengthened it because they look solid again this year um i think they are just a hard team to beat i have a lot of respect for the club um you know the way they're run um the fan base so uh yeah it'll be a fun kind of california Derby, if you will. Yeah, it's crazy to say Derby when we're, well, I, I mean, I don't know the, the correct drive time up there, but it's like, I mean, if you were to say a six hour or seven, seven hour drive is a Derby in England, that'd be from one end of the country to the other. So obviously it's a, a very American thing that a seven hour drive is considered a Derby. Um, but again, like I said, they're a, a great team. They're usually pretty organized. And I think as far as teams go this season, they'll definitely be the, the toughest opposition we've uh, we faced so far. They're moving on into their off-season changes here. They've had quite a few here. I'll go ahead and highlight only a few. They uh, ended up losing Dan Casey, a long-time centre-back, actually went to Motherwell in the Scottish Premiership. Uh, lost Malik Foster, winger to Colorado, also a Jamaican international. And then, as we saw this past weekend, they uh, they lost Emil Coelho to Phoenix, who I don't think looked too bad, um, but I don't think he'll be a huge miss to Sacramento. And then for their incomings here, we have Cicerone, um, winger from Pittsburgh. Again, had a lot of goals for Pittsburgh, so I think no doubt he'll do well for them this season. I think he scored their winner in the opener against El Paso as well. And then we also got here Shane Weed from Pittsburgh as well. Jared Timmer from Indy 11, who, uh, again, are two very experienced centre-backs. And lastly here, one guy I want to kind of highlight as well, Sebastian Herrera, a striker from the Colombian second division, who we'll get into in a little bit later, but I think he'll be a, a great addition for them this summer. Um, sorry, this year as well. Off-season change of Sacramento, do you think the kind of ingoings and outgoings really change their team too much? I think they will be improved in attack. Um, they sometimes struggled to score goals last year, and I still don't think they'll be like a high-flying offense necessarily this year. Um, but as you mentioned, Herrera will be big for them. And um, Cicerone, I think, is an upgrade on Cuello. As you kind of alluded to, um, he has been prolific at Pittsburgh for a long time. Um, he scored their opener against, El or rather, the winner in their season opener in El Paso, um, and he assisted the uh, equalizer in their last game against Charleston while they were a man down. Um, so I think their offense will be improved. Defense remains to be seen. Truth be told, I don't know that much about the people they brought in. Um, I know Dan Casey was a, the captain of the club, I believe. Um, so that will be a big miss, but, um, so far they've looked pretty solid. Um, and then of course, um, you know, the, I think they have a new midfielder in there as well. Um, another one whose name is escaping me, Lopez, I think. Yeah. Arnold um, Lopez, who, yeah. 
yeah, right. Arnold Lopez, who started a couple games um, and looked solid. So I think they'll carry on business as usual. Um, you know, maybe a little settling in period, but I, I don't expect them to miss much of a beat at all. Yeah, that definitely won't be a kind of a, a massive change around like Phoenix had this season, um, even though they did have quite a few kind of players move around. But again, no doubt they'll still be a very kind of organized team. And obviously, like you touched on there a little bit with El Paso and Charleston, they've already played two games this season. They beat El Paso 1-0 in the first game, drew one all, one all with Charleston last weekend. And like I said, it, it seems to be that Charleston play every single team before we end up playing them. Um, but again, they did manage to get one one or draw with them after playing, again, most of the game with only 10 men as well. So again, very organized team. They, uh, they know how to play with their backs against the wall as well. Going off those two games, I know we've both had a chance to watch uh, some of those games as well. How do you kind of see Sacramento do against those teams? Uh, so their first game against El Paso, um, I actually made a point to watch um, and focus on more than their most recent game against Charleston, um, because as we mentioned, they got a red card kind of early in the game against Charleston. And so, um, you know, while that can be informative, I wanted to see what they look like in a regular game environment. Um, and it was a very open game a lot of the time in El Paso. Um, which didn't seem characteristic of Sacramento. But now having watched other El Paso games, I'm kind of thinking that's just going to be El Paso's thing this season. Um, but they looked solid where they could in that very open game. Um, and then against Charleston, they looked incredibly solid. Um, I think I mentioned to you uh, when we were talking the other day that if you hadn't told me which team got a red card in that game between Sacramento and Charleston during the second half, you just told me that one team had a red card, I would have assumed it was Charleston that was playing a man down because Sacramento controlled the game with only 10 men, granted at home. Um, so that's all to say I they looked really, really solid um, in, you know, in kind of a, a compromised situation. Um, so I, I think uh, we're going to struggle to score against them, if nothing else. And uh, again, I mean, obviously, I don't want to go back to a repeat of Detroit where it was kind of a very kind of a defensive game. I think obviously Sacramento will be a bit more attacking. They'll be a kind of more want to push us back a little bit. Again, I've essentially just copied and pasted how they play from kind of the last two teams <laughs> here as well. It looks like every single team in the league now is playing essentially a 3-4-3, playing with three centre-backs. Again, they mix between a 3-4-3, 5-2-3 and a 5-3-2. Uh, Rodrigo Lopez, again, we know is going to be one of their key players and he will more likely dictate whether they play with the front three or is in drop into the middle, similar to how Guido played for us this past weekend. Again, they like to play at the back, have high fullbacks, very similar to us. And again, they, they are very, very good fullbacks as well. And then they're high press too. Again, we mentioned earlier on about Herrera. That guy will be rampant. And I think I'm a little bit worried about Stoneman getting on the ball and Herrera being around him. So we can kind of limit Herrera being able to press us successfully. And that's going to be a kind of key place for us. I know you made a lineup here. Yeah. Can you please talk us through how you how how we think they're going to line up for this weekend as well? Sure. So I think the defense will stay unchanged. Um, they have the two new guys we mentioned, uh, Veet and Timmer, I think it was, um, and then uh, Vitiello and Goal, who I think um, if you paid attention to their Open Cup run last year, you'll remember um, he was a hero more than once. Um, the midfield, uh, I think we'll see the, the new boy, Arnold Lopez. Uh, he's played both games so far and, like I said, looked pretty solid. Um, he is their real holding midfielder. He doesn't get forward much. 
Um, the first two games, Fernandez was his partner, but he was the one who was red carded against Charleston. So I think we'll see LaGrasa come in, but that's just my best guess. Um, the the wingbacks, uh, Gurr and uh, Viader, who you mentioned, are key for them, really key in buildup. Um, I don't expect them to be changed, and then I think the attack will stay unchanged as well. Um, Lopez dropping in, uh, Cicerone kind of pulling wide, and Herrera up top. Yeah, again, like I said that watch, watching those games, the fullbacks again for them are going to be very, very key. Uh, Cicerone and Lopez do like to switch wings as well. Um, like I said, they're... If they do want to go to a midfield three, Lopez again can play into that midfield again. I don't believe he's a out-and-out winger uh, very much as far as how he played Guido this past weekend. But again, Lopez, if he, if he gets in kind of good areas, he's always going to be a kind of a, a problem. Again, I, I know he's got a good long-range shot on him as well. So that's maybe one guy we want to kind of limit. And then, uh, like, like we mentioned earlier as well, Herrera, again, will be kind of everywhere for them as well. Um but in hopefully losing their kind of midfield, I mean, their starting midfield, one of them starting midfielders may make it a bit more kind of unknown in the middle. Um, but again, we know they're a very organized team and no doubt they're going to, they, they'll they'll pose the biggest threat uh, that we've played against so far. They're moving on to our lineup here. Again, we spoke about a bit already beforehand. Again, more than likely we'll line up in a kind of a 3-4-3 a three, three, or a 5-2-3, a five, a five, however you want to kind of look at it. Obviously, Koke starting a net back three. I mean, are you expecting to be a kind of Akon Stoneman Simba back line? I think so. Um, the question mark, of course, is Akon's health. Um, we saw him come off against Phoenix. Um, he walked off the field by his own power, but you never know. Um, I hope he's back. He had a fantastic game against Phoenix. Um, so if he is out, I don't know. We might see Cam or Elijah drop in there, but I'm gonna let's go with Akin just because I want. You know, I hope he's healthy. I want to see him out there. And that's the thing this season again. We mentioned obviously Kyle Adams and International Duke. That's one guy out. If Akon's out as well, we've still got Elijah and drop back into that kind of back three or Camden Riley as well, who we know can pretty much play everywhere. Uh, into the midfield now. I think this will be uh, another tough one. Obviously, if we are gonna go, we'll kind of go with the, the wing backs in midfield two as such for this game here. Do you, I mean, we had Bodley start last game. Do you think Elijah comes back into the team over Bodley now? Yeah, unless Elijah is playing uh, center back, I do. I think he'll come back into the team. I think his defensive presence will be really key against the wingbacks of Sacramento, who love to get forward. And then obviously going into the midfield here as well now. I know Charlie had somewhat of a knock on this weekend. So again, we don't know how serious that is. I'm going to assume here more than likely we see Colin Martin have his first start of the season. And then Corona, obviously, like we mentioned too, yeah, a, a guy that we, we've loved so far this season. He'll be more than likely into that midfield too. I'm assuming you agree here. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think having Colin Martin's um, slightly more defensive uh, play than Charlie will help on the road against a team like Sacramento. Yeah, they're moving into the front three here. I think this is probably the the toughest kind of part now as far as who the front three are going to be. I, I'm going to chuck it out there that Guido probably is a nailed on start for this game here. Again, very similar to Lopez as far as someone who will more likely be on the wing to start with. But again, if they go to a midfield three, we'll more than likely match him and Guido coming to the midfield three as well with uh, Colin and Corona. But as far as the other two go, who do you think are going to be the two starts for us uh, at strike and kind of the guy playing off him? That's a tough call. Um, we have, you know, a lot of players making their cases for the spots. I would love to say that I think Domus will start, um, but I just, uh, I don't know. He just got here 
And I think, um, as you mentioned, Nate Miller made some comments that maybe allude to kind of working him in slowly, taking their time with him. So I think we will see Damas come off the bench again. Um, Conway, I, I more than likely expect to start. Um, Toomey, I don't think he had a bad game necessarily, but I think he's struggled to get off the ground so far this season. Whereas Collier had a fantastic appearance coming off the bench against Phoenix. So I, I'm going to go Conway and Collier for those last two spots. Um, who will be where? I'm not 100%. I'd, I'd like to see Collier in the middle kind of facilitating that holdup play. But, um, you know, he was great driving with the ball from deep against Phoenix. So we'll see what I mean. What do you think? Who between those two, who do you who do you see playing where? I again, I know Conway's been that kind of main target striker so far this season. And I fully convinced that he is best suited to that role. Not yet. Um, I don't think he's done badly there, but he's kind of not done enough for me to think that he's going to be bang on, going to be that target striker this year. Uh, again, Collier has looked good off the bench, but like you mentioned too as well, that maybe he's not the the target man that everyone thinks he's going to be, even though the guy's six foot five, whatever. He's a big unit. But again, on the ball, he looks like he can play off the striker as well. So... Maybe we see Conway at that kind of the the target man once more to kind of get more game time there. Maybe we see Collier there and we see Conway play off him like Conway did last year and had a lot of success. So more than likely, I'm going to put in here that Collier is that middle guy. See Conway play off him just because I, I want to see how that works. Um, but again, we still don't know. Again, it's those, those kind of striker spots this year are, are going to be tough to get into. Like I mentioned there with Toomey, I don't think he's done badly so far, but I don't think we've seen the Toomey of previous this season and another player that maybe takes some, takes some time to kind of get up and running too. And then with Damas as well, like you touched on there about Nate Miller saying that we're going to slowly ease him into the team. I know he's not been in the country that long. I don't know how many games and how much kind of practice he's had beforehand in Sweden. So maybe he comes in the team slowly, but I think obviously once Damas gets up and running, it's going to be too hard to kind of leave him out of the starting 11 there. And obviously then moving into the key matchups for this game here, I've gotten here essentially the first one, Rodrigo Lopez versus Guido. Both similar players, they're going to both play in the same role, going to be more attacking. They can also drop into the midfield. Whoever really has the best game out of those two, more than likely will their team will win in the end. And again, I, I do hope it is Guido. Um, and then obviously the back three. How do you think kind of our back three are going to fare if we do go with the the lineup that we mentioned? I, I mean, I... I think all of them are great players, but I do think not having Kyle there is going to be tough. He sweeps up so much of the just, you know, the random bullshit that can happen in a game when you're defending. Um, and so he is such a calming presence back there. I, I, it's not that I don't trust any one of the three guys, Akin, Stoneman, or Simba, but um, I, I will be curious to see uh, how they get on without Kyle pulling the strings back there. And the interesting thing too, obviously the first game without Kyle, but it'll be the first game without a left footed centre back in the team as well. I think True. from what I've seen, uh, Shane Wheat was a, um, I think it was left footed for them. So they've got a left footed centre back on the left for them. I think it's definitely an area that t people don't really think about too much, but having a left foot centre back in your team helps a lot, especially when you are trying to build at the back. It is somewhat awkward for a right footed centre back to play on the left hand side. So we'll see how that goes there. And Again, I've got in here once more. Battle the fullbacks once again. Obviously, we know how good Jack Gurr and Vieira have been from what we've seen of them. Who do you, do you think we have a stronger set of fullbacks than them? How, how how can you foresee that playing out in the game? 
I honestly think that Sacramento maybe has one of the only sets of fullbacks that have a case for being better than Elijah and Nick Moon. Um, Jacker and Damian Villadere are fantastic on both ends. Uh, they have been for a while, and they already have been in the first two games of this season, and were both instrumental in their Open Cup run last season. Um, so, you know, I hate to beat this drum for the third game in a row, but the wingbacks will be a pretty exciting battle once again. And the good thing is, while I obviously I know they like to get up high, we saw with Phoenix too, they pushed their fullbacks up high and then we kind of got behind them. I think that's obviously going to provide a much more open game. Obviously, you know, Detroit didn't allow their fullbacks to get too high forward and did limit us in attack. So hopefully we see kind of a more open game. Obviously, you don't want it to be too open uh, and to hopefully get a third clean sheet in a, in a row. But it's definitely going to be the, the toughest kind of game we've had so far. And then lastly here, for kind of matchups-wise, is putting which offense can get things taken first, I think will be the important thing. Obviously, we know how good Driga Lopez is, but then they've got a few more kind of new additions in the attack, so we'll see there. But again, so have we. So obviously, attack-wise, how do you think it's going to fare for both teams? I think it will have moments of being open, but I think overall, uh, both teams, you know, Sacramento are a super solid defensive unit, as we've said over and over already. Um, and I think loyal to our credit have looked mostly pretty solid as well. Um, given up a couple chances that were uncomfortable in each game, but they've dealt with them. Um, so I'm not expecting a high scoring affair, but I do think there will be a couple of really solid chances on each end. Um, I'm probably thinking a draw, but we'll get to that in a sec. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough one. And, I know kind of this, this season we've seen, a, I wouldn't say a completely different team, but as far as a, a lot more defensively solid team, albeit we've only kind of got two games into the season so far, and then kind of going off the Phoenix game as well, there was a few chances that they had that they didn't take them. And I think against an opposition like Sacramento, they could easily turn into goals. So that's one thing. Obviously, I know we got the clean sheet in the last game, but Phoenix could have easily had one or two goals come the end. So that's one thing we've kind of, not really touched on too much there, but obviously Koki had a great game last game. Hopefully his form continues. But again, I, I do see Sacramento kind of breaking our clean sheet, uh, kind of what's it called? Um, not spree, not clean sheet spree, but what is it? What's it? streak? Streak. That's yeah. right. That's the right word. Clean sheet streak. And then lastly, here moving into the predictions for the game. I know you said they're possibly a draw. Are, are you? Are you? You're not going with a draw, are you? I think for the first time this season, I, I will be a doubter and go with a draw, yeah. I think I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Um, I'm going to go Cicerone and Guido to get off the, the mark for the season. Um, I just think Sacramento are going to make it hard for us. Um, they can sit in a low block. They can press. They can sit in a mid block. They can do it all well. Um, I think that Loyal looked mostly good in their press. Uh, last game against Phoenix, but there were times where we got tired and not, you know, let them slip through. Um, so it, this will be a fantastic defensive test for Loyal. So if we can come out of here with a point, I'll feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I think w watching the game this coming weekend, I think we're going to see a lot more about how we will do the season. Again, this is going to be the first kind of time where I think I don't think we're going to lose. But again, obviously going off the last game, we played them away from home. Again, this is our first away game as well. It's not easy playing at Sacramento. We lost 4-0 last time, so ideally anything better than that would be great. I've gotten here prediction for the game. I've gone with a 2-1 win for us here. Again, I do think we will concede. 
goal scorer for them, Herrera, and then I think Moon and Collier. Collier finally gets off the mark after getting some assists in the last game. But again, it's going to be a very tough game. I think, again, if we lose this game, it'll be kind of a, a wake-up call a little bit. Because I know, again, last season, early on, we had a kind of few wins under our belt, got carried away. And again, I, I never want my team to lose. But again, you also need times too to kind of get the reality check and find that maybe things aren't all as good as you think they may be. Um, so it will be a tough one. And like I said, hopefully come out for the win. But I wouldn't be surprised again, like you said there, if we uh, we do end up drawing the game. But again, I think however we do this weekend will give us kind of a more in-depth detail as far as how we will do come the end of the season. Uh, but that'll wrap things up there. We will be uh, out next week for another episode, another game versus Phoenix. Hopefully another win this weekend and hopefully another one versus Phoenix. See you guys very soon. And uh, thank you very much for watching or listening.